Here we go. Welcome to episode 93 of the overtime, not the overtime, son of a bitch. Here we go. Welcome to episode 93 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO Scale Customs. What's up, Dad? Hey. So, um, I didn't do Welcome very... Home. Thanks. I didn't do very much work. I just got back from California and Nevada this past week. So, uh, I didn't really since literally when we recorded the podcast last week i was like out the door going to california and, and nevada actually to reno yeah. um so i didn't get much work done since last week because it was just a chaotic traveling uh nightmare but yeah um we do have some topics for you guys so and i know you worked on a little bit but we're not going to really talk i think we talked about baxter's and everything quite a oh bit. Oh my god! So it's it's gonna be another month. You know, yeah. Until I get this wrapped up. So, no, uh, maybe maybe three weeks. But yeah. Still. So we're gonna talk about um some other stuff tonight, some fun stuff. But before we kick that off, we need to thank our new patron, Brian Thompson. So thanks, Brian, for becoming a patron. Um, I know you're, you're probably listening, so you can head on over to our Overtime at the Bench Facebook page and actually catch the newest episode of the overtime at the bench exclusive patrons podcast that will pu- will be publishing that sometime um sometime this weekend usually it goes up yes. on sundays so uh look for that as well you'll have access to that um if you guys want to be a patron and have exclusive rights to our overtime at the bench facebook i mean i'm sorry yeah our overtime at the bench facebook page and our exclusive podcast as well as be able to ask us questions every week you can head on over to hoscalecustoms.com forward slash support or patreon.com forward slash HO scale customs again thank you brian yeah and you get to uh participate in some contests that you may not get to yeah. otherwise do and some prize drawings so right um yeah cool well well and brian actually has access to that now so he'll be in on That's the next right. one so yep. all right um thank you by the way yeah we're gonna jump into our patron questions really quick that way um we can get those done and talk about our topics of the week. So the first yeah. one is actually, um, it's act, it's not really a question. It's a comment from Lynn. He just saying he liked my picture. Uh, it was in the Northern section there of, uh, California, Lynn, that picture that you're looking at, that I put up on the overtime page is from Nevada side of the Lake of Lake Tahoe, looking at the California side. So, uh, that was pretty cool. And that wasn't really a question. I just wanted to explain the Lynn, what that photo was looking at looking like so uh we were actually in the in the other state looking at your state um next question or two questions from ron piskel uh do you and your dad have a set budget for the hobby um i don't think we do we don't really go crazy because obviously we have other things we have to take care of but you know a budget yeah. I mean, I think you have to have a personal budget. If it's gonna, if you're not gonna be able to buy your food for the week, then obviously, yeah, maybe you know. <laughs> it's yeah. a, if it's a difference. Of, I need to eat. It's a difference know? I'm of a big man. I'm not. I'm not eating ramen noodles to get a new building. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, you know, I, I think you have to have a budget, and like I said, uh, you, you know, you need to know where and when to stop. I'm at the point now with the equipment and and tools and you know um product that we use for building uh what, what would you call that but um just disposable yeah right that kind of stuff i'm to the point now where i i'm i'm on a hiatus where i nothing 
You know, I drive by Michael's, AC Moore, Hobby Lobby. Well, you know, I I had to say no. Or your mom goes over there. She's a she's a needle uh, craft person, and uh, she does a lot of sewing and that type of thing. Seamstress work, and right. but she also does other crafts, and she likes to stop in there. And when she goes in, I I literally say no. There's nothing at all that I that I need. Right. So because she always asks. And because, you know, you get to the point where you're in overload. I mean, um, so, you, you know, you do need to, you know, it's not a necessarily a budget thing. It's just a matter of when's enough that you have too We talked about that before. You have too much. and Right. But, um, you know, as far as spending goes. I think we might have overspent yeah. in the beginning because we didn't know any better. Yeah. Um, but now there's some things that we bought that were, you know, probably and, didn't need. Right, and we've talked about that on the show before. There's some as you right. as you grow and you learn more in the hobby, you get you you learn the tips and tricks to uh, not overbuy things, right? Right, and then when it comes to kits, and I go want to buy a kit, um, I just I just buy I don't buy like like a hundred kits and put them on the shelf. You know, I have like maybe three four kits. Sometimes we'll get carried away. Yeah, sometimes, and then you know, if you get low or I get low, then I send you one, or or you know, whatever. Say, hey, I get to the. There was a couple of times where I had like too many, and I was yeah. like, hey, here, take a couple of these, start building them. You know, they're all going the same place. But you know, I, I'll buy now. I buy the kits as I as I need. You know, when I when I get caught up and I want to do do another one, I'll I'll, I'll look into buying them because you know, you figure it takes you. They're there. They have them on their website. You go to the website, you order the kit, and it's there in four days. You know, yeah. sometimes with some guys it's there three weeks. Okay, but still. And um, <laughs> but you know, I think but, I think yeah. the uh, I think the you, you you get to a point where it's like, well, I don't need to buy all that stuff anymore. So um, right, and then also there's things where you you know I look at some some of these kits and, and stuff, and I look at them, and I'm like, yeah, I can make that. Right, you know. Right, uh, I have clapboard wall and stuff like that, and some other you know materials, and I I, I could make it. So, cool. You know, if I need something small like that, if I need a small small build, then I'll and I'll just build it. So, and I think that's where I'm going to get to after I do some of these uh, other other kits and get them off my shelf a little bit. I'm going to start working a little bit on uh, doing some uh, smaller base things that. Right. Don't cost as much, but yeah, budget. Yeah, I think you have to have a budget. I mean, you know, right. everybody talks about that, but you know, as far as the layout, having a budget, um, it's kind of a mutual thing. We share what goes into it, so yeah, uh, it does make it look like you know we have some expensive stuff on there, but it's it's a combination of us putting in together on it. So right. it's not it's not like yeah yeah we we bought. I mean, we're we're, te- we're tag teaming it, so it it, right. it gets a little. Uh, Right. A little easier to do, but sure. everyone's got their own thing. So actually, Ron has a second part to his question, but it's separate. It's not dealing with the first question. Um, and he's asking, how long does it take you to record and edit a, n- a normal podcast? Uh, so that's a different question, actually. Pretty cool. So um, the process for the podcast, Ron, is pretty, I don't know. It depends on the week, I guess, and, and who we have on. If it's just you and I, it's usually a lot quicker because um, we can hop on and just get bang one out real quick. But um, yeah, we're looking know. at it's still we're still looking at on a on a Wednesday or Thursday night. We're looking at a two hour process. It's two hours of recording and then recording and then yeah, it, and whatever it takes you to edit. It's about an 
hours worth of editing for me. And mm-hmm. then it's about an hour's worth of uploading and writing descriptions and finding photos and sharing or, or linking it and then publishing it out on the right. hosting site where our podcast is hosted and then right. getting it onto our website. Um, so it takes four, four five, six hours for, total for total. me. Total for me is about five hours a week or six hours a week. Um, yeah. we, we do a overtime at the bench patrons only episode and that adds about a half an hour a week or every other week. Mm-hmm. Um, but all in all, it's probably about five to six hours a week of work for me. And then two hours of time for both of us to sit down and record together. You're just making it sound like I don't do, I don't do shit. No, because no, you do, you do other, <laughs> you do some other stuff with it and it's, yeah. um, yeah. you know, you're, you're going live tomorrow night, so I've so gone live tonight, in a while. Which will be tonight when they read it. You're going live tonight when they hear it today, yesterday. Yeah, night. Yep. Well, we recorded it yesterday, but you're hearing it today. So, right, I'm going to go live. We're going to do a live show. We're we going to have some fun with that. We do have a quick – we can have a quick turnaround if we want. Like like, a, like we said to you guys, um, there was a uh, lapse in – there was a lapse in – where I didn't do any work and I just got home yesterday. So we didn't record yesterday. So I could turn around an episode pretty quickly uh, in an evening. I can have it published and ready to roll. So uh, I just don't like to do every episode within a, a five hour window, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the process and then the time that it takes us to do each episode. So you're looking at, we're at 93 episodes. What's that? Five hours. Well, they weren't edited quite as heavily in the beginning. So this is a rough ballpark. They were pretty shitty in the beginning. Yeah. So say we'll just say four hours on average a week. That's 372 hours total editing divided by 24. I spent fifth. We've we've spent a total of 15.5 days of our lives editing and recording 93 episodes of this podcast. Wow. So that's crazy. 15 and a half days, babes. That's what we got, and after today, it'll be, it'll be sixteen days or whatever, fifteen and three quarters days. Yeah. So, pretty cool. But um, yeah. so yeah, that's about it. That's that's the patron questions of the week. Real quick, before we do anything else, we're going to announce our contest winner. Um, this week's contest winner was Jeff Fleischer. So Jeff, yes. Jeff posted his favorite music. Um, right. Let me uh, pull that here. You don't have that up yet. Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. My bad. I just had, I just need to, and I hate to swipe your phone because it's like a yeah. dark screen. Yeah. And then, yeah, I hate that. I got to turn that off. Every day. Yeah. Since, uh, yeah, Jeff wrote, uh, and I like this, uh, since I grew up in the 60s and 70s with the hippie revolution in Vietnam era, I love folk music and the messages and protests uh, that are contained within the lyrics. Folks like uh, Judy Collins, Bob Dylan, Peter, Paul, and Mary. I just saw Judy Collins live in concert a couple weeks ago. Oh, wow. She is 80 years old and still going strong with uh, with, and still has her unique voice. When people think of Peter, Paul, and Mary, they think of Puff the Magic Dragon, but they had a lot of serious messages in their songs given the time frame. More recently, I've gone on a number of cross-country tips, uh, trips and have gotten to like uh, Native American flute music. It has a rich, deep melatonin that can be quite calming. Here's an example. And then he put up a YouTube link to where you can hear it. Um, I, it's not my cup of tea, but 
Jeff wins because I love the write-up, and man, he wrote all that. He had to write all that. <laughs> that was some work. <laughs> yeah, he did some work for that one. So, no. I, I, you know, my parents listened to that music, so I grew up listening to that music uh, with my, well, at the time, I, I you know, I'm a late seventies, early eighties kind of. You know, I grew up in the seventies and early eighties, you know, and um, but it. You know, my parents love that kind of music. So I, I did hear that, and, and, and I, I can look back on that, and I remember his songs. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I like how he wrote all the, He wrote this book, and I'm like, man, this guy earned it just by typing all that. <laughs> you know, a man after my own taste, by the way, because I do the same thing, and Brett and other people bust on me because nah, I do I that. I would never do that. And I used to really do it when we did the Civil War reenacting as a hobby. Oh, my word. I would never bust on I was you. like the historian for our group. One, about and, anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, I I was always very thorough and had big, long write-ups and posts and things like that. So still do, kind of. Well, cool. Well, thank you. Well, good job, Jeff. Thank, thank you, you, Jeff. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I agree. Well, there's so much. What, what kind of music this week, Brett, since we're on the music subject? Me? With, uh, with the topic, yeah. It's a little better than last week. Yeah. Um, I promise it's not as, it's not as the, you know, childish as last week's music. But I've been listening to the old Eminem albums. Old Eminem albums uh, from like 99, 2000. Oh, yeah, era. I did that a couple, about a Three or um, four weeks ago. That, and I've been listening to the new Corn album. I really like it. Oh, yeah, you told me about I that. I love it. I don't know. I just I just really I like it. I listen to it. I'm not a fan. I like the old stuff. I like the new Corn, and I like the new Slipknot CD. The new it's, Slipknot it's, album the, that came the out. The new Corn's kind of dark. You know? Yeah, it's I like it. I was feeling I was feeling it. But, uh, yeah, whatever. A lot of death in there. They talk about death in there. Well, I didn't. I didn't even. I wasn't even listening to the lyrics. I was just uh, jamming out down here. So. so, but they had. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, I listened to it. So yeah. It, was, it wasn't terrible. What about you? What are you listening to? Yeah. Uh, I was still on that drop kick Murphys and flogging Maui. That kind of some Irish music, man. I've been in that Irish rock thing. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of what I was kicking at. This nice. Week podcast stuff it's oklahoma sooner football time for me do you listen to that oklahoma I, I, podcast all, all that college football stuff so i've been listening to a lot of college football do you listen to um, the oklahoma sooners uh sooner football fans podcast yeah i did yeah i like yeah. them yeah those guys are pretty good um i i like those i love the the sports podcast with it comes to college football yeah so that's a big thing for i me. actually spent quite a bit of time listening to the dollop podcast that i always talk about on here while i was on the plane oh yeah um yeah so who's the chick that they got on there right now i don't know i oh well the one was his the one was the guy's mom no no this wasn't the one the one when he did the one with the squirrels it was some woman on there with that was his mom oh was that his mom that was gareth's mom uh, okay. <laughs> the british uh, lady yeah, yeah, that yeah. was his mom. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. but uh, now you know. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, um, that's a good, that's a, that's a funny show if you get a chance. It is funny. Check yeah, out the doll. You, you just got to ignore. They get there is a little bit of you know they they bitch about politics, which it is what it is. There's some um, vulgarity in there. But. I mean, it's a little vulgar, but it's not really that bad. It's not. I don't, I don't think there's that they much. They put politics. the explicit tag on, and they they'll they'll throw in like some current day political humor. But, yeah, but they but, make fun of everybody. But for the most, they make fun of everyone, and for the most part, it's like just 
the most crazy podcast is on, about history that you'll ever listen to. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I know we've talked about it before, so we won't spend much time. But the yeah. squirrel, the squirrels one was the war on squirrels. The war on squirrels one was, was amazing. Funny. I yeah, didn't even was, know that was, was a thing. Good. It wasn't my favorite, but yeah, yeah. The, no, my the, favorite. Uh, clo- Colonial Teeth is my favorite. Colonial one. Teeth and the Daniel Sick- <laughs> Daniel Sickles was pretty good. Daniel Sickles was pretty good too. But I can tell you, I could make fun of them. Did Sickles you listen to the one? On, did you listen to the one where they had the 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 1980 rainbow wig Olympics guy? No. Oh my god! No. You have to I'll listen. You have to listen to that one. But yeah. there's just so many of them. Anyhow, so we're approaching. Uh, we're approaching 100. We're at 93. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So um, we'll have to have. We'll do something special for that. But that wraps up our kind of our. Oh no, we need to do the contest. This week's contest, guys. We are asking for you to share your favorite model railroading publication. Uh, it could be. A magazine that's monthly or subscription-based. It could be a book, anything yeah. in print. It cannot be a, a digital or an audio um, yeah. piece of media. It has to be a print media. Um, yes. So share with us your share with us your favorite your favorite book, your favorite scenery, something you use for inspiration, anything like that. Uh, but it's got to be in print. So we want to see what you guys are digging from for inspiration. That's a hard copy print. Um, but you can. Share that on our pin post on our Facebook page, just like Jeff did to win this week's contest. Or you can email it to podcast at hoscalecustoms.com. Either way, we'll get to see it, and then we'll pick a winner from there. But that wraps up this week's contest. You will also receive a kit from modelrailroadkits.com. We were a little bit backlogged on the kits because we had to get some more in our hands. But we have them now, and we will be shipping them out. So if you're waiting for one, you'll get them really fast. I got them today in the mail. Um, we'll send them out tomorrow oh, right cool. away. Cool. And uh, anyone going? I knew they get there quick. They make yeah. he makes sure we get them. Yeah, all we got them quick. Back. So we will be catching up. There might be one or two guys waiting for them. So we will send them out on the backlog, and then anyone going forward will get them right away. So thank you for being patient, but we'll get your kit out to you immediately. All right. So let's jump into this week's content. We are talking about waterside details. Oh yeah, yeah. So well, we talked about waterside, doing water and building water up. Yeah, but this this week we're going to focus, and this isn't necessarily waterside details that you have to buy. I don't want to mm. get into, I don't want to get into like, oh, well, you can get this casting and you can do that and you can do this, you can go to this manufacturer and get that thing. I want to talk about things that you can just Well, pick. I think we can talk, eventually well, we'll talk about some of the little we, detail we, parts that you can get. We can, but that's not but what yeah, I want to focus on. I want to I want to talk about like, Hey, you can take an extra piece of dowel rod, a scrap, yeah. and do this mm-hmm. with it. Or you can get, you can go to the craft store for a dollar yeah. and get a this yeah. widget and make a thing with it. Um, yeah. So we're gonna dive oh, yeah. in. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna that. Let's go. Let's go. We're gonna dive into that right now. So I'm gonna let my dad kick it off by talking about um, ramps instead of steps for oh, yeah, 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 yeah. for dockside details. Yeah, I mean, and, and why and not... why you would use ramps. Right, and. Uh... You know, here's the thing. Um, a friend of ours put up a uh, post this uh, recently this week, and it is beautiful work. And um, we all know. And I and I actually uh, wrote to him and t- talked to him about this. And it's Jason Jensen. So we yeah. all know Jason. And uh, he's doing his whole waterside thing, which yeah, is it's really cool. Out. Awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. As always. I mean, and, I didn't um, expect anything less. No. No. It's, he's got his, his waterfront. Is like it's to die he's, for. He, he's 
Oh my God! He progressed in in two months. He's done what it's taken us, what, what, what's taken us two or three years. You're making me feel so, inadequate, Jason. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so, anyways, but he's you know he was putting his structures there, and he one of his his posts was putting up the um um I guess he had he put planks and stuff and steps that were going from building to building or from land to building that type of thing and. Um, I wrote back to him because he was complaining about the fact that he doesn't like to make steps. No, I don't either, by the way. You know, I like to hand lay steps, you know. Um, but um, they turned out awesome ones he did. But here's the thing, and I talked to Jason about that. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've been, I spent some time around marinas and stuff like that when I, I've done some deep sea fishing and things like that. Or I've been around waterfront areas in, in different seaside towns and things. But... Um, you know, taking vacations and things like that. And we all have, but um, one of the things I've always noticed was you don't find a lot of steps. Um, now you won't find a lot of steps that are from building to building or from waterfront area from where, right along the water where the dock is itself mm-hmm. to the building. Um, because, it's more of a plankway, like a flat plank that goes from one to the other, even in a, even in a pitch, you know, um, because fishermen and, you know, any any of your nautical, whether you're yeah. a fisherman or you're somebody who just likes to sail or whatever. Or anyone, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're going to be carrying stuff, okay? And it's gonna be boat- on, it could be on carts or... Right. Yeah. So you some some things you might want to roll. It might be a fish cart, that type of thing. They can roll them down there, load things up. Okay, hand trucks, that type of thing, or uh, or you're just carrying boxes. The last thing I want to do is have to be able to look down at my feet and try and walk up steps. Okay. So you're gonna want to walk up plankways, and um, you know that's that's the whole key. Now there are steps. I'm sure there are some. Yeah. Steps. Don't get me wrong. There's wanna, steps. Yeah. Yeah, but you want to keep them low. And, and here's the thing. Now, on our layout, on our layout around our harbor, we have to do some of that. By the way, um, we we have some space between where the rocks and the landform is to get to the building. There, you have to we're gonna have to put some steps in to get down to the building, okay, from the road or from you know, up above. And uh, there, you would need to use more steps than you would planks. Yeah. Okay. Then when you get in closer to, to actually at the building and then to the water from building the water or building to dock to dock, now you want to use your planks. So that's – and it should be easy – that part, the planking, should be easy to make. You can do – you know, it'll be nice. You can do board by board, you know, cut lots of little strips and then glue them, you know, three, four feet wide and uh, – you know, onto onto some bracing, and then you know, do that. If you are going to use steps, um, build a base to where the steps look like they have some support underneath them, not like they're just hanging on the side of a dock or on the side of a building, mm-hmm. and they're just kind of like hanging there. They're touching one side and then touching the bottom on the other side. There's got to be, there has to be some support underneath there. Right. And it has to make it look like it's natural. Otherwise, they look goofy if they're not if they're not hanging there. Mm-hmm. Jason did not do it that way, by the way. No. Jason did it the right way, but um, yeah. But so that was one of the things that I, I wanted to talk on because I, you know, it was just one of those subjects I was thinking about. Um, is it, you know, 
you wouldn't see a lot of steps. You would see more planking in the work area where men have to work all the time. You know, they want it flat. They don't want to have to climb up and down steps. So, well, not flat, but, you know, um, you know, plank. Right. So, anyhow. Well, that's and one. rails, uh, some rails, not a lot of rails. You no. know, you got to be short-footed, and, and uh, rails sometimes will get in the way of whatever you're trying to carry. So, right. Yeah. We got railings, and you can even do, um, like, the the... I've seen where they have posts with like um, some chain, where you can drape chain in between. Yeah, that's um, an idea. There's something like yep. that, and there's a you can even do on some dock sides like a edge where there's kind of a a, a fencing, almost sure. where you can put a fence sure. up on the edge. Um, I've seen that done on a couple different things. That uh, so that's with railing and steps. Now right. let's dig into something else that deals with the dock. Um, you can do pilings. A lot of pilings are really easy to make, and you don't have yeah. to do. Uh, they don't take a lot of work. It's like some stain, some dowel rods, dowel rods, sizes. and you cut them down to the size you need, and then you create your stain. You you stain them. I mean, but um, right. even before, even before you stain them, you should use your what's the name of that that um. Oh dang it! You got me one. The oh, file. You mean a file card? File card. You get your file yeah, card. Yeah, a wire brush, file card. Yeah, whatever. Same thing. Yeah. And um. And you scrape the scrape the hell out of them. Yeah, you put your wood grain yeah. into it. Yep. And then stain them afterwards. And then of course, you know that that that's all awesome. You can right. use. I'd like to try and make some now. Well, the other thing you can do. Thing. The other thing you can but, do with your file card. I mean, I'm sorry, with your dowel rods, is um, don't cut them a hundred percent flat on the top. No. Um, oftentimes you can uh, cut them kind of partially and then snap them uh, mm-hmm. as long as you can control the snap and you do it gently you can actually create a little bit of a rougher edge right and, and you know what else I, I've seen some, you can do a little bit huh. and uh, you have to be careful with it a little bit but what's that put the put the dowel rod on if it's got it can't be made of it can't be like one of the super thin ones or this ain't gonna work it's gotta be one of the, the you know ones that are yeah, we don't, you know, obviously, it depends on what scale you're doing. Right. But, you know, take a small hammer, put the dowel rod on a concrete floor, and just tap lightly on the top of your dowel rod. Oh. Okay. And it kind um, of what you'll, spray, is it, it kind of fray the end of it out? Yeah, you, you get two effects. You can spray it, you can, you can get it so it frays out a little bit, or it'll mushroom. Ah. You know, almost like a. You ever see like a top of a some of the it's kind of pilings they have? Yeah, it's like beaten down because what did they have to do to get that goddamn thing in the ground? Bang in the top in of the, it, in, yeah. Into the water, they down to drive the base it in. of the water, right? So they had they, they they mushroomed just a little bit on some of them, and um, I've I've seen a lot of pilings that are like that. Um, you know, also it, it's neat because then it you know keeps your rope around the top. A little yeah. Bit. Right. Underneath it. So, so that's uh, that's one idea. You can't don't go nuts with it. You know, you're no. not making a mushroom. No. Just, just making it expand just a little bit. You know, <laughs> don't go crazy. Don't go crazy, man. But uh, otherwise, you're going to split your dowel rides. But yeah, I mean that's a great way to do it. And then when you're done and you stain it, another neat feature to do on that I did on mine um, is I took um, like white glue and um, some uh, salt, uh, like real 
salt, like table yeah, salt. Yeah, table salt. And um, and I kind of just formed it onto the white glue. Uh, it was a white glue water mix. I didn't, you know, and uh, let that dry. And then you once if it cakes up a little bit too much, you can you can you want to flake a lot of it off. So you just have like crystals hanging to it. Right. And it makes great barnacles. So what you do then is you take some kind of your green. Uh, you want to you want a kind of an algae look to the barnacles and some you know muckiness. So take some uh, like some like a light dirty brown, and uh, and and some and and hit that first. You want to layer this. So you want to right. take like the light dirty brown in a wash, not paint, and um, make like a dirty wash, and then kind of wash that over the barnacles, and um, and. And then put um, after that dries, then take some of your uh, some kind of green paint. It'll look like almost like algae, not too bright green. Right. You don't want it to look like yeah, neon. yeah. You don't want it to look like a carnival or anything. <laughs> you know. You know. But you want to have some uh, an algae look, a natural mossy kind of look, mm-hmm. maybe a moss color. And then you put that on there. And then you want to tone that down. The tone once that dries completely, each step you have to let it dry. Once that dries completely, to tone down some of that green, use some India ink and alcohol wash. Not the dark version if you have it. You'll make it a lighter version. And then that'll tone down some of that green a little bit. Once it's dry, it's got to cure it a little bit. That paint's got to cure a little bit. Right. Otherwise, you'll remove some of the green. But that dark wash over top is nice. And then one final sprinkling of, of the salt on it. And you get like a really neat texture to it. And you got to play with it. I mean, those are you know, barnacles are super cool and fun to put on yeah. because almost every piling you're going to see under a pier or a dock has got some kind of barnacle crap on it, you know? Right. So, yeah. Uh, and, you know, you can do, you can have some brand new ones too, but even then you want to put, uh, if, if, if no barnacles or if no, um, algae um put at least some kind of water line on with a, a tide a tide line right you know well, tide line is a huge detail and you can do that with just your mucky green paint um, absolutely like you can so yeah. uh i've done it with the bottom of my pilings where you can take a spare piece of dowel rod and mark where mm-hmm. your high tide mark is and you yeah. need if you are working on a waterfront and not just this isn't just applicable for um for just seaside scenery, if you have a creek or a lake or whatever, you can mm-hmm. use a lot of, I mean, barnacles, you're not going to have a salt lake. But right. a lot of the weathering techniques, if you just have a lake or a pond and you want to put a dock in, a lot of these are applicable to those kinds of layouts as well or those kinds of scenes as oh, well. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. not barnacles. You're not going to put barnacles in your pond. No, but darken but, that wood. But you can darken that wood. Maybe there was... Like along a creek, you can have areas where the water was once higher or had risen, and you yeah. can put a line there. Um, but for a seaside scenery or a bayside scenery, mm-hmm. um, I have a dowel rod that I've used for all of the details and all of the scenery that I put in to indicate the high tide mark. And right. I, I use that. I dipped it in the paint up to the high tide mark so I can hold it up against all my pilings and make a uniform high tide mark. Um, yeah. across all of my pilings and all of my rocks and everything like that. So yeah. make sure when you're putting your pier pilings in that you uh, and your dock pilings in that you 
paint that high tide mark or weather that high tide mark into the pilings because yeah. it would have that. It would have a darker area where the sure. water would rise and fall on it. Oh, yeah. And the neat thing about freshwater or saltwater is a lot of times you go to freshwater, now you can still see gray wood right. in some places, but most of the time you'll see a brownish wood right? Okay, or brownish gray wood. Whereas a seaside, um, especially an older, an older structure, um, you'll have a, more of a gray wood. So to achieve that, when I did them, when I did the big pier, and I did the pier on um, waterfront willies, um, and a couple of the other ones, um, I used uh, Del Giorno fish when I did Del Giorno fish yeah. and Pascal models. Well, when you do the um, – when I did that, what I did was I used the, just the Indian ink and alcohol wash to start, and I made it dark. And then what I did was I, t- I made a whitewash uh, of, of, of water and just white acrylic and um, just kind of brushed it over real fast, let that soak in and then dry, and then go over top of that with the, the black. Or the, uh, I'm sorry, the um, uh, uh, India ink and India black ink and, and alcohol, the alcohol right. wash over and over, just switching back and forth between the two until you get like a nice gray finish to it. What happens is every time you put that alcohol on, it opens those cracks up a little bit because it dries, it, the alcohol dries out. Right. It expands and it dries. And it dries. It, right. It draws your wood out. So all those little marks and crevices you put on with your, with your brush, your wire brush. Um, and you don't have to just use, if you don't have the wire brush and if you don't have the file card, a lot of people don't, although I recommend you get one. Uh, if you have a, an, like an exacto um, miter saw, to, uh, saw, yeah. saw, like a hand saw. You can even use, uh, uh, so. Use, a, use the edge of your saw blade and go exactly. around it with a saw if blade. You have yeah. a, if you have a hacksaw at your house, you can actually yeah. turn the blade upside down and hold the handle. And just drag yeah. drag the piling or the dowel rod along that hacksaw and create um, yeah. that texture as well. I've done that as well. And if you have a like the, the combo blade, it's like for metal and wood, it's a finer tooth. You'll actually create right. a finer texture um, or finer uh, wood texture on it than you would with like a bigger saw blade. Right. So I just so, want to throw that so, in there. Yeah, but you don't have to have all those tools. Right. And when it comes to pilings... Or any other type of thing like that, do yourself a favor and Google image search, you know, pilings. Yeah. Okay. Seaside pilings or or seaside docks or something like that, and check them out and look at them. And if you you'll find something you like, open that up and into a big, you know, open it up on your screen, get a look at it, expand it out if you got to, get you know, or even print the picture, and use that as a reference. And then we've talked about reference before. We talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the people had a question on reference. But it's uh, – I've often done that, and I've done that with the pilings especially, uh, to achieve that exact same look. You, you don't have to be an artist. You just have to be able to look at it and say, okay, what's in there? What colors are in there? Okay, I have grays. I have a little bit of algae. And where do I have it? Do I have a lot? No, I don't want to overkill it. But look where it's at. It's in these little little weird places. Mm-hmm. So you add it there, and then you play with it until you until you nail it. And if the, if it doesn't turn out right, it's paint. 
go over it, you know, remove it and go over it, you know, not a big deal, but work with it. And then eventually you'll get good. Maybe, maybe when you go to the store, cause they're not real expensive, get yourself an extra damn dowel rod. Okay. It's Buy an extra yeah. one and practice with that one dowel rod. And, and let's say you cut that dowel rod down into, you know, 15 pilings. Okay. And you end up, it's your practice one. And you end up with maybe six of those 15 turned out great. Use those six and then get on to the next one. Now you know what you did, you know? So that's that's one of the ways to make great piling mm-hmm. in my book. What's another way to finish a great piling detail-wise, Brett? Is, uh, you mentioned it before I like, we had the show. Yeah, I like putting rope on the top of them. Um, yeah, what do you use? I just use – I go to the Michael's Craft Store and I buy – I can't find it right now. But I, I buy – I buy the, uh, it's like real, real, real fine white, uh, almost yeah. like, is it jute? It's not jute, but. Well, you can get jute twine. Like real thin. It's got to be thin though. Really thin but they make, rope. It's almost a white color. Yeah. Okay. Mine's more of a brownish color. It's hemp. Uh, it's called hemp and mixed fibers. Yeah. I got, you can buy it at, you can actually buy it at Walmart. It's just got to okay. be very fine rope. In fact, I think that's where I did buy it. And it's very, very thin. They have a number 10, which is uh, 12.8 mil- millimeters. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, I'm sorry, not I'm sorry. I'm wrong about that. That's the length, 12.8 meters. It's a number 10, whatever the hell a number 10 is yeah. on thickness. But it's... Um, and I, I glue and that. It has a couple different thicknesses, and uh, they're both... I think two of the three of the four are definitely compatible for HO scale. One would be great for o, the bigger ones would be great for O scale. Yeah. And it, I think it was like two dollars and ninety nine cents for the pack. Yeah. There's it, it, probably there's a couple, you know, there's like fifty feet of each one. So I mean, when what I do is I start than... a little piece and I glue it to the top or the bottom of where I want to mm-hmm. put the rope, and I let that sit there. I'll ta- yeah. just a tiny dot of tacky glue. Put the rope in there and just let it sit. And once that's dry, I'll start wrapping it around. And I, what I'll do is I'll just put a tiny, just a really fine, thin amount right where I want to wrap it. And I'll just mm-hmm. wrap the rope around it real quick, t- keep it tight, and keep the layers together. And yeah. then just finish it off with a little tack, a little dot of tacky glue at the top part and smooth it down yeah. so you can't see the glue. And then there you go. And and when you do a couple of them together, it'll actually enhance the effect of the rope holding like two or three pilings together. Oh yeah. So that's the key. You can't just do one and leave it there with rope around the top. You got to do no. two or three in a in a group because then it makes it look like it makes it look like the rope is wound in between those three to keep them together at the top. Right. Right. But that's a cool detail, and I don't see it done a lot. But when you look at pictures or sea docks, there are oftentimes thick rope wrapped around the tops of them. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure there's a technical name for it, and one of one of our listeners will email us or let us know what it is. Thank you in advance. But yeah. that's something that you don't see done a lot, and I see it when you go to look at piers and you go to see that. You see it on a lot of them. Right, right. So um, Crates on docks. Crates on docks are great. Yeah. As many as you can get. You can make your own crates, okay? Um, or busted you know. crates. Oh, or busted crates, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely uh, that kind of thing. But, you know, crates are, are real easy enough to make. You cut them. You can cut your own out of wood blocks and stuff, and just repaint them and and draw you know um, you know etch etch lines into them with mm-hmm. your exacto knife uh, for the slats, and you know they have to make you can make them real small. You can make them out of strip wood, 
right in the small boxes and crates and things and and uh, you know stain them up real well. Sometimes they're the, some of the best looking boxes I've seen are made of actual wood. You know what's better than you know real wood and what, what's better than a wood box and some and using real wood, just like anything else. Um, I think one of the other neat details that we did on ours is around the rock areas that we built um, along the waterfront is sand. Oh yeah. Um, I had um, my boss at work uh, went down the Outer Banks and he was heading down there and we were work at that point we were working on it now, you know, I, and I wasn't going to the beach anytime soon. So I said, hey, when you're down there, can you uh, bring me back like a bag of sand or something? not a lot? I don't need like a lot, you know, um, just like a, a small container or something that you have down there, uh, a cook bottle or something like that with some sand uh, from the beach. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's it's actually not. I thought it might be too coarse, and it wasn't. It was you know, very it's fine. Thin. It's yeah, fine, he got I mean. some very fine sand off of the beaches in the Outer Bank area in New York, North Carolina. And um, now he told me he said he took it out off of the you know the the part that's been sitting out in the sun for a long period of time. That's the that's the sand that breaks down and it becomes very fine. It's you almost know, dusty. Stuff. Yeah, and uh, that's what he brought back, and it was awesome. We used it and uh, we sprinkled it in amongst the, between the rocks, and um, it, it turned out really nice. And it's actual, it's cool because it's it's from the beach, you know. Right. It's, it's, it don't get more real than that. But um, you know, it was fine, and we sifted it out a little bit too. But but um, that's an idea uh, to using some kind of sand. I wouldn't recommend a heavier sand like you know the kind you get at Home Depot or Lowe's. Right. Um, <laughs> That's a that's a little heavy. Um, but yeah, you're not gonna get play sand. Don't get play sand. No, don't get play sand. But uh, yeah, definitely some kind of sand is is a uh, is a really cool option. And um, you know, there's probably ways you can create unnatural sand. I mean, you know, it's a uh, using um, there's there's paint additives and things like that you can use to make sand. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I thought this worked out real well, and um, I was I was really happy with it. So that's that's another detail. Uh, signs on the side of buildings and stuff um, help add to uh, the uh, a waterfront scene. The no wait zone signs, that type of thing. Those are awesome. Um, you did some amazing ones down on the water. Uh, they weren't necessarily on the building. They were just like wooden signs you put down on the rocky edges along the water uh, on the sides. Right. You know? And, uh, you know, they turned out great. I mean, those are great little tiny details to put on. And they don't cost you anything. You can make them out of your scrap pieces and things like that. So uh, a little ingenuity, that type of thing. Yeah. But, that's that's a bunch of stuff you can – and you can even take scrap lumber from your, uh, your kits you're working on and make them um, into just like piles of scrap that washed up on shore or, yeah. um, you know. Yeah. You don't have to have a waterfront of lumber. No. to make waterfront details. I mean, you can make your own docks uh, out of you know, uh, floating docks and things like floating docks are awesome. You know, they're easy to make. They're flat. You know, they just sit on top of your water. Right. And um, you know, put a put a basic frame down along the top, and then and then uh, put some planks across it. You know, until you cover the thing. 
with a little, uh, you know, maybe a one sixteenth inch odor hang over on each on each side, and you all here you got an instantaneous dock, or a, a floating dock. Right. So, but uh, also one other thing you can pick up for your waterside details that isn't necessarily a model railroading part is things you find at the craft store like chains and little oh, yeah. little nets and things like that. Um, oh, the nets. Those, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go, no, you could go with it. Nets, uh, tool, like uh, the stuff you can make. Some of you make uh, use tool to make wire, um, oh, like chain link fences and things like that. Uh, tool can be found at any craft store. We talked about it before once or twice, um, where you can go and it's it's like um, the stuff that you use for making veils and um, little knickknacks for weddings that sit on the you know little. Uh, yeah, it's 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 like it's like netting, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, it's nylon and stuff, but you can paint it. You can you can in, use acrylic paints on it and create yeah. uh, a darker. It doesn't have to look like that white netting. Just take some khaki, yeah. acrylic khaki. I and, see that uh, stuff in the in the Michaels. Uh, it's like in the wedding section. It's a really yeah. really fine um, white mm-hmm. mesh. Right. But you can take. Um, you can take a black acrylic or like a murky green acrylic right. over it and then make it look like a darker colored net than it is. You might even be able to spray paint it really fine. Right. Uh, it's called tool to you guys. Yeah, I I'm tool. not a craft yeah. I'm not a sewing person, so I didn't know the and name you, of it. Just go to a craft store and just say, uh, you know, uh, go there and say, I'm looking for tool the uh, your tool. And if they say okay, they'll show you right where it's at. There's a whole mess of different colors. There's all kinds of colors. Right. Um, silver is a good one to get um, because then you can use it for fencing. Um, uh, white, white, or some kind of brown is always also good, very good to use as well. But you can paint it khaki, and you, you now you got instant fishing nets, and you can shape it in all kinds of different stuff, which is pretty cool. You know. Yeah, uh, and the other thing is when you go to the jewelry section, you, there's like mm-hmm. uh, a bajillion types of chain that you can get. Uh, right. And not the big chains. You want to get small. I mean, if you're working in a larger scale, by all means, get larger chains for jewelry that you can get. But yep. uh, they make really, really fine jewelry chains, um, and you can use those and rust them up and 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 dry brush them and add your weathering effects to them. Also, to create some really sweet looking metal chains that have been lying around to tie off boats, to hold yep. boats into anchors, and uh, you know, shore boats to the to the shore. You can. Right. There's a million different types of chain that you can look for, and some of them are actually like an aged bronze look, like a brownish bronze color aged. And right. you might not even have to age them if you don't want them to look rusted, like it's a newer chain. That's perfectly fine. Um, so, yeah. so check that kind of stuff out because there's a plethora of not just for waterside details, but there's a plethora of of detail parts that you can repurpose in the jewelry section in, in like the beads there's a bunch right. of weird beads i know someone before sent us a recommendation for using the there's a bead that looks like a roof vent yeah um we've i've used that and uh, it looks just like it yeah you just put a pin with a the round pin yeah. head you put that down on the top of it and it looks like a, a roof vent um so you got that I'm pretty sure that was dave cruiswick it might have been dave but um but yeah but yeah, so there's that kind of stuff that you can get. Uh, really, really anything that your imagination can come up with. There's there's almost endless possibilities for creating waterfront details, and right. you you can even use spare barrels because we all know we get plenty of barrels 
in kits. Oh yeah. You can get barrels and throw them down like in the in the shoreline if you have some rocks, like a barrel washed up on shore. Um, yeah. You can then, have them barrels floating next to the docks on their side. You can even cut them. Yeah. You if you I mean, we all Tires. know we all know we have plenty of barrels laying around mm-hmm. because every kit comes with a barrel. But right. uh, you know if you don't use that barrel for your kit you made, one neat thing you can do is is cut it in half at an angle. And make it look like it was sunk into the water, um, yep. and just paint it up normal and cut it in half and glue it down to your water. That way, it looks like there's a barrel that was kind of floating in the water that's half submerged. Um, yeah. That's something that's uh, kind of taken from the uh, water. What's that called? The what's that seaside details that uh, Doug has at FOS Scale Models? Oh, that was a uh, low tide. Low tide junk. Low tide junk. Yeah. So in the low tide junk, which is a really cheap and really cool little hey, pack of cheap. details yeah. to pick up, yep. there were skids and barrels that were cut in half or yeah. casted in half. Um, but by all means, you can even cut details down in half and make them look like they're submerged in the water. And that, that includes tires. If you had some cheap old like lifelike cars that you had, cut the tires off of those things and make them look like they're sticking out, nah, out nah, of the nah. sand. Even better with oh, tires. Go for it, yeah. Is now you could do that, but not a lot of people have lots of cheap lifelike tires. But well, go to your hardware store, go to the hardware store, and get some rubber tubing. Okay, small diameter rubber tubing. What I'm black. talking about is a type black. Yes, I'm talking the small diameter, about the size of you know the rubber tube that's in your in the back of your toilet tank that runs from your <laughs> yeah that size rubber tubing. Okay. I think they even make it down to like um an eight uh, not an eighth but like a a three eighths uh yeah. or, or yeah. a quarter inch smaller than a quarter inch so right they make it down to some pretty small sizes. Well, I bought I bought a length of it. I think it cost me like four dollars or five dollars at a local hardware store. It wasn't like a it wasn't your box hardware store. No, big box hardware store. It was a uh, it was your you know local in town. It was down there in Shippensburg. And it was uh, on the main street there. There's a hardware store. And I would love going in there. It's a little old country store, uh, hardware store. But yeah, Mechanicsburg? Yeah, no, Shippensburg. Oh, Shippensburg. Which one's that? Yeah. Uh, one right on, right on oh, George Street. Oh, yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about. I know what you're talking about. So, um, on King Street, I guess it is. King, King Street. Street. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's, um, uh, but anyways, I went in there. I love that little store. And, um and they had it on a reel, and the, we rolled off like a couple yards worth, and I paid like, I think I might be paid five bucks. And I have enough of that tubing left, by the way. Oh, my God. I could cut. Oh, my. I could cut rubber tires. We could make a good year factory with that. And you just take, all I did was I take a, um, and they're about the size of a truck, a little bigger than a car tire, maybe the size of a truck tire. Okay, which are cool. They're perfect for this because you can put them anywhere, hanging off the side of your docks, over top of the pile. You know how they hang off a rope on the side of the piling? So they use as bumpers for the boats that come in, that type of thing. Um, and, yeah, they don't have the tire treads on them and stuff. But, you know, it's HO scale here we're talking, you know, so they're not going to see it anyways. And if you want it, put it on, man. Rub, uh, all you have to do is sand the, sand the rubber. It's rubber tubing. It's black rubber tubing. So you sand it and you make it look like it's older looking with a little sandpaper. Um, it makes it more of a grayish than a, and you don't have to paint them or nothing. Right, right. Um, you take some of that the shiny black finish off of it with some sandpaper, just, and it doesn't take but a second to do each tire. 
Um, but anyhow, I, I use a regular straight edge razor blade and I cut them to the thin thinness that I need, kind of like when you're cutting um, rolled up cookie dough and you're trying to cut, you know, whatever it is. It, it's, it's, it's just, you're just cutting them with a, with a saw blade. And I, I, I can cut a hundred of those things in, in, I don't know, two minutes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you have piles of tires. And yeah, that's the other thing. You can make piles of tires and stuff for anywhere. But um, they're great. Tires are awesome, and they they don't have to be expensive. No, um, no, not at and all. And you can make them look realistic, you know? So, totally. And like you said earlier, you can make your own skids and your own crates. Um, right. With just some scrap wood. And they can be like busted up. They don't have to look great. This is We're talking oh. about seaside junk details. Yeah, um, make sure they look white. The wood, you might have wood looking like the salt's hitting it, you know? Yeah. Another cool thing, wood. another cool thing that's pretty easy to do, and we've done, is um, getting some stones and some rocks, and you, you might have them in your driveway, you might have them just anywhere. Um, that, but they got to match the color of the of the stones for your area, the region that you're modeling. But um, every seaside that you look at has like a jetty or a a yeah. little seawall that's made of some yeah. stones or whatever, and you can actually yeah. just make. Just go out in your yard and get some. Not I'm talking. I'm not talking about big rocks that are like golf ball size to scale. Yeah. I'm talking about small. Like when in your end the corner of your driveway, when you got those little stones and pebbles that the show up every spring. Yeah, right. Get yeah. some of that and, and pick out the nicer, bigger ones that you can work with, and make a little jetty or make a little little mini seawall to protect. Uh, maybe it's yeah. a seaside business and they have a little shoreline that they depend on for mm-hmm. their boats and their docks. Make a little seawall in front of that. Or yeah. uh, my dad talked about briefly making some signs. What I did was I went online and I just looked up like no wake zone signs and um, nautical speed limit signs. When you're pulling into, I remember when we used to go deep sea fishing, you would pull into the, the boats would pull into the dock there and you would see those little round placards or square placards on those pilings yeah. that were like two yeah. or three wide that would have a big metal sign on it that said like, you know, five, whatever the knots or miles per hour would have like a five or a 10 sign and then right. no, no wake zone ahead. And, and those things you can just print off on your computer, grab some extra yep. dowel rods, glue them together, boom, pop down yeah. a little, I'll put a picture of that up here of what right. I've done. But those kinds of things you can do in minutes and make it there's, they take, they take literally 10 to 15 minutes to make three or four of them in a shot. And, right. um, it's easy. You can just, you can just, uh, throw them in on your dock side or your your harbor area and right. make some no wake zone signs or make some hazard signs maybe there's some maybe you have some rocks that jut out and and you want to put some a piling or two in there with a hazard sign that says uh, about uh, you know underwater rocks ahead uh, yeah. stay left whatever it is those kinds of things really only cost you like cents to make but mm-hmm. yeah they look awesome it adds to the whole the whole scene one of the cheap things that we put down there along the waterfront and our waterfront the match seawall the match a big seawall down along the one <laughs> yeah the matchstick wall is that what you're gonna what say what i did was i made a seawall amount of matchsticks i had all these hey years ago we went camping uh well we were, we were going camping i went camping this year but um i bought a bunch of wooden matchsticks and um what i did was i took them they were old, you know, and and I hadn't used them all, and 
I had like way too many wood matchsticks. And um, they're not really expensive anyways. Uh, you can buy a whole pack at the grocery store. You come with like three full-size boxes. You get like a thousand matchsticks or whatever the hell in them. And um, I took the matchsticks and cut off the heads of each matchstick. Now, they're really nice because they're a nice like 12-foot HO scale, 12-foot long uh, piece of lumber, you know, and it's a little heavier than your, than, than, uh, well, not really that much heavier. It's, it's you know, it's just, it's a mastic. It's, right. It's not, right. It's like, it's like one eighth, you know, it's like, it's not even one eighth, I don't think, um, is in diameter. But anyhow, I cut off all the matchstick heads and then I took each matchstick and I dunked it into the A&I, A&I fluid, uh, the, the alcohol in the ink wash. And then just sat them out on paper towels to dry. Uh, hundreds of them I did. How about it? Right. Oh, that, and that I took, still have boxes. I have boxes of them that, right here. I'm honestly, that honestly took mm-hmm. forever, that match stick wall. and uh, uh, <laughs> It didn't take all that long. It took me one night. No, but I'm talking about, yeah, it was one night, but I remember you laying all those little tiny sticks down. And it was I like, did. it was such a te- It was It was one of those projects that, yes, it only took one night, but I remember that's like, literally all you worked on that whole night i know but it was it turned out it's great you know it's one of my favorite things i've built on there you know now it it was long too though we're talking we i probably did a 17 inch stretch of of seawall at least so i was more than that it was it had to be more than that it had to be almost 20 some inches okay so um of that and that and we're talking i went up probably four and a half inches high. And um, it was layered one after the next, after the next, and I, I alternated them. I mean, the next row above would, you know, obviously they were they were alternated, so that way this the end of it would be in the middle of the one below it. Um, so, you know, you have, you see the lines where, the, where they match up or alternating the whole way up. Looked really nice, and, um, you know, yeah, it, it, it took a while to hand lay each one, but it was mindless work. It wasn't like it was skill, and you just you know, I'm just putting them on, glue, putting one strip of one tiny bead of glue down to one side of the thing and laying it on top, and uh, and it, well, I guess one against the back too, so it's stuck against the back wall. Uh-huh. But it, it was so easy, and I was doing it so quickly. It did take most of the evening. But oh, all the evening. But when it was done, how did it look? It well, it still looks incredible. Um, yeah, it's awesome. And and, and it was just it, it was, was one it, night. It was one night. Yeah, and it was simple as matchsticks and stain. That's all it was. Yep. Now yep. every every few scale feet, we did throw a vertical. Um, um, well, I did we, after it was all done. We threw a beam yeah. in vertically. Yeah, a little wider beam. It went up vertically up the side, and uh, and yeah, I did that. But you know, it was. Um, but that you do at the end, and that's not a big deal, right? But um, but yeah, that's that's one thing, and then I have another uh, cheap thing to do, and it, it's actually my idea, and uh, it, I didn't get it from anywhere else, <laughs> and um, and it was actually used by uh, uh, Doug Flaskowy in his uh, terminal kit um, when he did the the uh, farmers market, and he told me, and he told us in our podcast that he used my idea. Uh, and that was to make fish. Now, actually, his idea was to make fish, so I won't take that credit. 
Okay, but my idea was to use the same product to make a uh, oyster shell, big long oysters. Okay, but I used fennel seeds, and he used the fennel seeds for fish. So you can use the fennel seeds for fish. So, so technically, I came up with a fennel seed idea. He transformed them into fish. But they're amazing fish. Right, right. Well, you know, and it turned look out like great for fish. Yeah, it looks awesome, and, it, and it's something yeah. that's you can just get. They're cheap. Stack them up on right. tables. You don't. You don't even have to really do anything to them. You know, they're already grayish in color. Um, you know, you can. They're. You just stack them up on edge, and um, put them. You know, or, or stack them on a table, or sit them uh, on top of some crates, or. Wherever have a couple guys, uh, some you know figures standing in front of them, you know, uh, you know, like like they're cleaning them or something like that. It's real easy to do, and uh, they're the, probably the most cool looking fish I've seen in HO scale. Because I've seen some manufacturers make some, they, uh, there's and I'm not gonna name them, and I've gone to them and they have some amazing stuff for waterfront details, uh, but um, the they have fish and they don't look like fish. They look still. They look silly. Yeah, it doesn't look like what you no. wanted, like a pile, no. of, like a pile fish. of stacked fish in a crate. Like that's yeah. that's really what you want. And the other ones looked almost too stiff, you know. Yeah, yeah. And they were big and round, and they had this big, like goofy looking eye uh-huh. on the, on the fish. And, and the one I saw, yeah, it was just wasn't the manufacturer made. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it looked like a big goofy eye. And it was like the eye. The eye on the fish was. It's kind of like a sculpy fish. And it was like the eye was so big, it was like bigger than the, than a figure's head. You know, I don't know. It was, it was, it was, it was too big. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. Well, speaking of fish, um, also. Oh, that, know, that's a weird, that's a weird segue into the next thing. Yeah. Speaking of fish. Well, speaking of fish. Anyways. Um, I was at a craft store and they had this, I was there and I was looking for some, um, I was looking for small animals for my granddaughters. Okay, they were <laughs> they they like those little those little hard plastic rubber animals that are like an inch or two long, and they have like a you know they have, you know you, you could play with them and make a farm out of them or whatever they had. They have all kinds of different bags for animals at the craft store. They have them at, at Hobby Lobby. They have them at all the craft stores, um, and you can get like these. They're like rubber plastic animals. Right. Well, you can get aquatic ones, and you can buy the package, and they got some really well done sharks, and you know some bigger fish. They're not giant fish. You don't want to use the whale because it's not the scale. <laughs> but the shark. Look at the packages. Well, it's not. It, <laughs> I get it. I get it. They're they're it's a it's a killer whale, an orca. And he's as big as the the clownfish, you know. I mean, <laughs> so you got to look through the package. But for like two ninety nine, I got a painted rubber shark who's to scale. I'm gonna hang him. Ah. I haven't done it yet. I'm gonna hang him from uh, like a, a scale, a, a frame. It's gonna be like a, a fish scale. They can weigh, you know, like like hang by their face. Um. <laughs> well, <laughs> I get it. I get it. They hang by their face. <laughs> their face or their they have faces. Or their fa- huh? you mean the you hang no, they, you know, they hang Oh like they they, hang, yeah, they put the hook through the mouth. Yeah, yeah. Do they hang them or they hang them upside down? I think they hang them by their fins. Oh they hang them by their fin their back fin. The shark, right? 
yeah. Yeah, so they hang them by the back face. I'm going to hang them by the back face. They don't hang them by their face. Weirdo. <laughs> no, every time you see those old black and white photos of the sharks yeah. hanging upside down at the dock, they're on a, they're yeah. on a, they're by their fin they're and the face is down. Okay. So that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And but it's cool because it's really well, it's really well painted. It's not like a it, when you're hanging it that way and you put it with your details on your, it won't look like a toy. And um, I, you know, I thought it looked pretty cool. And I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna kid you. I looked at some of the other fish and stuff that are available, and I have some. I, I have some tuna that look really nice. Um, those are my best. But the shark, this is the best looking damn shark I've seen. You know? uh-huh. I think I found him at AC Moore. So, and I think it was like three dollars and forty nine cents. I got the whole little bag full of these little rubber toys and I gave the, the other fish that were out of scale. There's like a jellyfish and the jellyfish is bigger than the, the orca. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, they're, they're all really, we can really have, we can have, horse. we can have like the, um, the, the, the HO scale, uh, extremely large sea creatures, sea monsters exhibit. We can have the Ripley's believe it or not. Sea monsters exhibit on our layout. Yeah. That'd be wild. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> So I gave them to the girls, and they stuck them in their little purses that they had, and uh, they thought that was great. They had these little clownfish and and uh, other other sea animals. I kept the shark. So anyhow, those are the kinds of things that you can detail wise that, that you can do. I mean, seagulls that we talked about. I mean, there's things you can buy, and there's a million things you can buy, and don't. And we're not gonna, like Brett said, we're not gonna get into all that because there's a million companies that are out there that make them. Um, and, and you can find them, you can find the HS scale stuff or O scale, O scale stuff, um, that's available and they're, they're fantastic. And don't get me wrong. Don't, don't not use them. If you got the chance to put some on, put them on, um, they're going to help, but you're going to save some money too, by doing the things that we're talking about tonight. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's really it. There's, there's a, there's a million other things you could talk about as I'm looking around now, you can throw pretty much any small detail part around a right. scene whether you're putting benches on a da- on a dock or right. you, if you have a fishing pier that you're going to throw some some uh well benches or trash cans or just even the simplest thing some kind of city detail like uh, yep. uh something as simple as a light pole or a phone booth you could right. throw in on a pier um yeah if you've ever been down to the beach well most yeah. of you guys have probably been to the beach but if you've been to the beach and you have a pier or a boardwalk you see things like uh, phone booths or light poles or uh, yeah. benches, mailboxes. Those kinds of things can be near the ocean as well. We don't have to have them solely uh, on city side or, or street right. side structures. Uh, a lot of that stuff can be thrown down near your your shoreline, whether it's in a pier or near mm-hmm. a shore a, a seaside uh, shack or whatever it is. All that can be a seaside detail as well. It's not strictly just for cities. Um I mean, hell, I made those rusted out cars um, with all that AK stuff. You, I could mm-hmm. throw a car down by the shoreline, make it look like it was pushed into the ocean and kind of got stuck in the sand. You never know. You could do yeah. anything like that. Um, you can make uh, another thing to have is boards and oh, yeah. cleats on, yeah. the so- on the docks. Don't forget those. Right. You can you can probably make some of them out of wood or whatever. You can even, but- one, of the, one of the coolest things that you can get is just – I know Doug Fiscali sells them at FO Scale Models. There's a few other people that have them as well. Is getting some little rowboats and just some small, small boats. Bruce um, mm-hmm. Nickerson has them with uh, with um, Seaport Model Works. 
right. little small boats. Uh, they're not very expensive, and oftentimes they come in like a two or three pack. Right. Um, the one was the barge kit that I bought. The small barges, remember them? Yeah. From from Bruce, from Seaside yep. Seaport Mod. Sorry, Seaport Mod Works. Right. Those little tiny barges. I only made one of them. I got another one to make yet because I don't know where to put it. Um, yeah, I got a barge too. But the, mm-hmm. well, these are those little tiny, the small barges. They're like. Oh, okay. I got like, the ones from from Fosco. Those are a little bigger, I think. Oh no, I think okay. they might be. They're the same thing. They might be the same. They're like an inch and yeah. a half wide by like two inches long. Yeah, I got a couple of them here too. Um, I haven't done. Man, we're gonna have a billion barges. But I don't know I got boots to make yet too. Uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna have to make this see the, the water larger. Well, that's a problem. <laughs> no, we got <laughs> we can we can extend it out three inches and then. Yeah. Right. Anyways, that's a whole other project. But right. there's there are we did a lot of things that are cheap and free to make and and easy to do with with scrap wood or extra dowel rods you have laying around. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a lot of manufacturers that make some really cool um, seaside details, whether it's Seaport right. Model Works or FOS Scale Models or even just picking up some castings from Best Castings or some of the other companies. You can get some really sweet details and some scenes made by just buying a pack of barrels or yeah. going to rusty stumps and getting the uh, castings of some some tanks or some get you know gas tanks and throwing a gas tank on if a dock. If you want the cleats and ballers uh, you, you talking can about, even, go to Seaport Model Works. Seaport there. has those. But you can even yeah. do um did I do that with the uh, You can make your what own was it, what, was the, what was the seaside that what was that Blackwater Cove Seaside Marina kit I made out of that one Bar Mills kit? The the yellow and teal building I did. With the um Yeah, that's a Bar Mills. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember what they called that. But they no, have a couple I, f- cool I forget ones. what the original kit was, but I made it into the Blackwater Marina dock. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I took a gas pump, a regular old gas pump that you'd find um in the city. And yeah. I threw it on a dock, and now I got right. a gas pump that's going to be able to fill up the boats who dock right. there with gas. So, yeah. or diesel, whatever your your boat runs on. But um, something as simple as like normal, a lot of normal city side details and casting parts can be reused for yeah. uh, seaside parts because wherever there's humans interacting with those seaside areas, you're going to have gas pumps, you're going to have light pop light posts, you're going to have um, chain, netting, oil tanks, oil, oil, tanks, tanks. oil barrels, uh, trash yeah. cans, benches. I might have said benches already, but that's it. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have they're gonna need to be working down there. Little ta- yeah. little tables, tool benches, a lot of the Fish com- carts. some of the cap. Oh yeah, the pulling carts and hand trucks and all that kind of stuff. You're gonna need all that down by your seaside. So, Open crates. Uh, for yeah. fish, the guys can carry. Literally any kind of crate. Crates, any yeah. kind of crate yeah. will fit in down there, whether it's yeah. open or closed. Yeah. Any crate will work. So we did a lot of free stuff that you can do with scrap wood and scrap material and or a dowel rod or some rope. But there's also a lot of really high-quality detail parts that are castings and resin castings um, that you can use that might have been for city that we can re- reuse for waterside details. So don't mm-hmm. forget about those. But yeah, yeah, I think we covered a lot. Yeah, we did a lot. I mean, really, we're really enthusiastic about water because we got a lot of water. But really, this can be a lot of this can be done in a smaller scale, like we said in the beginning. So if you have a pond or a little lake or a stream, don't feel like you're 
you're left out with this episode if you don't have a seaside or a harbor or a bay area on your layout. Um, yeah. If you just have a stream running through it or a little river, throw in. I mean, rivers have some old, some old, you know, river scenes. Yeah, and lakes. We have the we have the Susquehanna we have the Susquehanna River around us. There's plenty of historic little old areas along the Susquehanna River where there's some yeah. there's Fishing some areas too. old docks that are out there, yeah. old piers, um, plenty of businesses that that sustained that were sustained along a river for quite some time. Um, or little creeks, there's little creekside docks, little swampy areas that you can put in. Yeah. So don't feel like you're you're not part of the discussion if you don't have a seaside or a bayside scenery on your layout. You can right. definitely do it with just even a pond. Just throw some docks right. in around Absolutely. the pond or a lake. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, uh, we, 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 we talked about water a lot and we, I don't think we talked about much as far as uh, water side details until tonight. Right. So that... We covered a lot if tonight. If you got some of your own, uh, fill, write them in and put, tell us about well, it. I mean, put them on we, our page. I mean, we can, we can go on even farther with this, right. which will be for probably another episode. But you can even lay track on dock. There's some which things did, that, yeah. which you've done, which was a whole other story with that Gorilla Glue, mm-hmm. the Gorilla Glue yeah. disaster. But, uh, yeah. We didn't uh, talk about that before. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, there's, there's a million different things you can do. You can take your track right to the dock out onto the dock, um, a bunch of different things. So don't feel limited with your seaside scenery to just quote unquote seaside details. You can really go right. wild with it and make a really sweet scene, especially yeah. if you extend your city right to the edge of your water. So exactly. yeah. cool. Well, that's good stuff. We're going to call that one a wrap. Thanks for listening guys. Um, yeah. as always, you can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash HO scale customs. Do not hesitate ever to just share our podcast with your friends and your model railroading crew. Uh, yeah, crew. Please do. Um, yep. Anything like that. Uh, hey, hit it, that like button. We have a lot of people smash there. Hit the, the like button. button. And if you're listening to us on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. That way you can find out right. every time we post a new podcast or a new video. Uh, we will have a new video series coming out. So I have something really exciting that I'm working on that um, – I don't want to get into it yet because I don't have it in my hands, but um, I'm going to be doing something really cool that will take you on a journey, we'll just say, in model railroading. So once I get the kit in my hands, I'm going to show you some really cool stuff, and we're going to work on a YouTube video series. So if you're listening right now, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the bell button for your notifications. That way you can get all of our new YouTube videos and what I'm going to be working on here because it is going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. So um, that's it, guys. We hope you have an awesome weekend, and we're going to call this one a wrap. Wrap. Wrap it up. <laughs>